0: Revelation chapter 21 verses 1 through 6. May we each open our hearts, our ears, and our minds to receive a word of God this morning. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, Coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God, and they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who is seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts Seek your spirit this morning, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It was several years ago when I went uh, to visit an 87-year-old woman at her home, and as I walked in her door on her refrigerator, she had a magnet that read, Well-behaved women rarely make history. Well, I knew a couple of things after reading that. One, that this was going to be a fun visit and that I would probably walk away with some pretty good stories. There are some people that you meet or encounter and they just have a way of wearing their personality out on their sleeves, right? There's, there's no question as to what they might think or how they might feel about something. And then there are other people who... It takes years of, of friendship and deep conversations before you even get an idea or a glimpse of what their ideas or beliefs might be. I really appreciate All Saints Sunday in the life of our church because it gives us the opportunity to give thanks for ordinary saints of life, people that we encounter along the way. And today, while we honor those who have passed recently, we also remember all of those who have added to our lives, people who have shaped us and molded us. And we also give thanks for what we call the great cloud of witnesses. These are the informers of our faith, those who have paved a way for us, those who have painted a picture of God's heart of love and compassion for those that we have never personally met, but whose life and whose work contributed and and informs where we are today. That's the great cloud of witnesses. This title of saint is both a formal one that is given to to those who receive recognition of making a difference in the world, and particularly those whose life closely mirrored the life of Christ. Those who seem to embody the work of Jesus by the way that they lived, But as Jessica mentioned in her children's moment, this is also a title that we give on a personal level to people who have meant something to us. When we say that someone has been a saint in our lives, it means that they've really made an impression or an impact on us. Now, historically, this title of saint has been arrived at by public opinion who did the people or the community say made a difference? Who were the ones that were leading the way, provoking innovation or, or change and compassion? And then it was in later years that the, through the Catholic Church, the, the Pope became the one to officially recognize people who deserve the status of this honor of sainthood, and one of the more interesting parts about this whole sainthood to me is that most of the people who have, we associate with this title of having saint in their name, they died before they it was even given to them. Their lives were not lived trying to achieve this status, but rather it was because of how they lived that we later recognize them as a saint they left a legacy of of some sort and in this way saints really do continue to live among us we are able to to still learn and from them even though they have gone on take this saint for example you might recognize her who is she mother teresa who it wasn't until Uh, 2016, 2016, the Pope recognized her officially as saint, and she died in 1997, and they considered that an expediting of sainthood, because often it will take decades or even hundreds of years before someone's life to be recognized as a saint. Certainly, this is someone who made a difference in the world, in the lives of many people, Now, one of my favorite ways to begin worship that we haven't done yet here at Shamley, but we're gonna take in a moment and express it now is for the leader. So in this case, it would be me standing before you as, as we greet one another, that I would say, Good morning, saints. And your response would be, Good morning, Saint. Can we try that for a moment? Good morning, Saints! Now that feels pretty good, right? To be addressed as a saint as you come into worship. But here's the thing is the greeting doesn't stop there. The rest of it is that it goes on. And I'm to say, and good morning, sinners. You already get it. (laughs) Reality check. The truth is, is that we aren't one or the other. And this may sound a little bit like the title of a country song, but I think that we have a little bit of saint and a little bit of sinner in all of us. I think it at least sounds like a good album title, I don't know. No, but really, this is an important truth of today. None of us are perfectly anything but God's Beloved. And I think that one of our greatest temptations of today might be to dismiss our own existence, our own impact, our own influence and witness that we are connected to what God is doing here on earth that it's not our greatest mistake or our biggest success that makes us or defines us. And while we live in a world that likes to measure things out, we capture and define news even by the biggest tragedy or the most impressive breakthrough. Almost every news station uh, is, is having to uh, adopt and insert things like the greatest YouTube moments of the week, so, uh, a toddler asking Alexa to play Baby Shark to sing along to. Some of you may have seen that clip this week. Or random things that cats and dogs are doing that are captured on video just in an effort to feel like it lightens the load of other things that are, need reporting out because things kind of feel heavy all around us. And while moments of tragedy or breakthrough are important for us to either mourn or celebrate as communities, our daily lives, what we do and who we are is also incredibly important. I love the modern theologian, Richard Rohr, how, and he talks about how Christianity seems to put a major emphasis on us loving God. But he talks about how some of the saints in his life, the informers of his faith, emphasize the overwhelming power of God's love for us. Where God sees us and initiates connection, where God is the doer and and God is the one who comes to us. God comes to be a part of what we are doing. Comes to be a part of what we are up to in the world. And this puts in my head this thought about how God really comes to engage what we take time to care about. And that those things are are what become the work of God alive and active in the world around us. This scripture that we receive from Revelations today is a picture of of the heavenly city. And instead of it being a glimpse of us going to join God somewhere... The author, the Apostle John, talks about how God comes to be with us. God dwells with mortals. That would be us. And makes his home among the mortals. I will be your God and you will be my people. And what does that place look like that God comes to dwell in? I think it's pretty good news. It's a place where God will wipe away tears from our eyes and death will be no more and mourning and crying and pain will be no more. Looking around, sometimes this feels uncomfortably far removed from being a possibility. The mourning and and crying can often feel like it's too much to bear at times. When we hear of lives that have been taken in places of of worship or or just days ago in a yoga studio in Tallahassee, Florida with someone who is connected to this local community. Or when we see sickness and hurt, and division, and just meanness sometimes. It feels like it's everywhere. Electing political candidates who will lead our local and state and federal governments at times seems even more volatile to participate in than in honor of civic duty and, and responsibility and participation. And yet, we are called to participate and to engage. And not only just to engage, but as those who believe in the love of God for, for all of God's people, we are called to lead the way. To live our, our lives after the example of Christ. The scripture in, from Revelation goes on to say, For God came to make all things new. See, I'm making all things new, God says. And this new creation comes to transform this deadly and torn Angry, sick, distraught, struggling, and painful world. And as God's beloved, we as the church community are called to engage. We are called to be on the side of God and to be a part of this new creation The church is called to be a part of this new thing, believing in the possibility of this city of God, this new Jerusalem, to come and dwell with us. Saints are those who have found their way to embody this presence of God through their lives many of them believing in the midst of hurt and difficult and turmoil having a hope when everything else in the world seems to say this that can't be true there's no way that's possible i've had this image of a hamster wheel that has come to my mind a lot recently is tempting for us as individuals as well as a society to, to get caught up in, in cycles where we just feel like it's spinning round and round. And we often even work hard in our individual lives to create a rhythm of life for ourselves. Maybe even a little bit in, in fear that if we are thrown off of this cycle that we've been come, come to know that we won't know what to do. When what we know and what we become comfortable with is disrupted, be it either the path that we envision for ourselves or that we envision on behalf of other people in our lives, doubt and fear are two of the first emotions that appear. Typically, these are two feelings that we try to avoid, But this God coming to be among us disrupts some of our cycles. Not so that we will experience fears and doubts, but so that we might be ones who encounter God's healing and hope. My prayer would be that our misbehaving, Magnets that might be on our refrigerators that might have the the possibility of making history would be because we are bold enough to help usher in this new creation of God in a way that catches the world off guard. That we might be ones who dare to align ourselves with The radical love and justice of Jesus. Because the truth is, there are some cycles in our lives and in our worlds that, that need to be interrupted with this good news of the possibility of a new thing breaking forth, the breaking in of God. Into this life of mortals where we live, that occurs in this new creation, has the power to transform our greatest fears and doubts. Our lies, even, have the possibility of reflecting the presence of God with others. And if you listen closely to the scriptures, it says, that everything will be made new. Not that everything will be replaced with new or different things. We can be made new. Transformed. God honors and redeems and and works through our experiences, what we've encountered in our lives, and promises to us, to do something through us, to use us, perhaps in a way that no one else could. Today, as we have read the names aloud and allowed ourselves to consider the lives of those who are no longer with us, we're invited to recall and to remember and to give thanks for all that God has given to us. The gift that is life, that we live out day to day. And we believe in a God who has shown us that death does not have the final word. There is resurrection and life with God. The gift of life everlasting. Knowing also that Part of the gift is that God is continually at work among us mortals. And that we have a calling. We have a calling to be the ones who dwell. Who in the midst of all that goes on in life can proclaim this trustworthy and true word that God is with us, with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen.